You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court right here on Brain Buster Radio. Hi guys, this is the Queen of Queen's Visage talking. And I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. everyone and welcome to this very special episode of Queenie Chats. How much fun is this? I have with me today the queen of queens with your queen. Wow! I cannot believe I'm speaking to Visage right now. That name just makes me so excited. Hello my darling, how are you today? Hello lovely, I'm fantastic thank you. A bit tired, I've been up early but I'm getting through, I'm getting through. <laughs> I understand the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so you said to me a little earlier you were getting some gear me today, is that right? I am, me and um, one of my friends who makes my gear. She makes uh, Kanji's gear as well, actually, and a few oh, other people from Nottingham. Um, she does on-the-day gear, so you kind of turn up in the morning at like nine o'clock and then you work through until it's done. So in like one day you get your gear made, which is nice instead of waiting for like six weeks. Yeah, that is nice. It's kind of like a, you know, you commit your time for it, but it's also done too, which is really great. Exactly. And it's made there and then as well. So if any problems do happen or if anything doesn't fit, you can fix it. There's nothing worse than waiting eight weeks and being excited and then it turns up and you can't get into it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, that's for sure. And it's kind of on the spot uh, tailoring too, which is nice. Exactly, exactly. Absolutely. Well, speaking of our dear Kanji, uh, Kanji is the one that introduced us. I'm so excited uh, to have you on today. And what a sweetheart she is. And I knew when she suggested I speak to you, I was like, oh, we're going to make this happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's all right. She's a good girl. (laughs) She is a good girl. Absolutely. So would you mind, as we're starting us off here with our chat, would you tell a little bit about yourself to the Queen's Courtiers listeners? You know, if they've never heard of you before and are getting their first experience, can you tell a little bit about you? Yeah, of course. So I am a, Briti- a British wrestler, um, but there is a little bit of a twist that I do it in complete and full drag. So I'm not Britain's first drag queen wrestler. There is a few of us, but I'd like to say I'm the prettiest. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> I'm the hardest hitting, I think. I mean, we can test that out if they all want to come for me, but we can test it. (laughs) Yeah, why not? That would be fun. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely. And uh, your makeup and your full look stuns. You know, I've been... Thank you very much. You're so welcome. I mean, we talked a little bit about our love uh, of a certain makeup artist, Mr. Jeffree Star. So uh, I saw your makeup right away and I was like, oh, I know that lip color. Oh, I know that eyeshadow. <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> I was so excited. And and then seeing you perform in the ring in full drag is, is such a joy. And it's so much fun. And that's why I really was drawn to you right away. You're so fun and hard hitting. And you are definitely the prettiest. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. It takes a village. It, um, <laughs> trying to do that much, like, especially drag makeup, it takes such a long time to do. I've sure. got it down to about an hour and a half, and that's if I do a really extravagant eye. 
Um, so, you know, I, it, it's worth it though at the end of the day, like since I did start, like started the drag gimmick properly, um, a lot more has come from it. So, you know, it's, it's, it takes a while, but it's a hundred percent worth it. Yeah. I would imagine it takes a bit too, to like fine tune exactly, you know, to get it done in a certain amount of time and make sure yeah. that you're ready and it looks, you know, completely snatched as it does, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's not easy to do. <laughs> Makeup it is isn't. not easy. <laughs> Looking back at pictures from when I first did it, it was, it's, improved so much and I thought I was snatched back in like a year ago when I was doing like a basic face so um it's definitely improved over time and it does take a while but it's something that I love doing it's like I know that I've got a good hour and a half to kind of like prepare myself and Mm -hmm. get into this like visage persona it's so awesome to see and I it's fun too must be fun for you too to watch that progression in yourself and like look at where you are now after you know a year ago and mm-hmm. you're like wow you know things are, are different and improving and now you've kind of got a rhythm and um I just have to know like those eyelashes honey how do you see <laughs> <laughs> um, for wrestling moves you know <laughs> yeah a lot of practice so yeah <laughs> it started off with like one basic eyelash and then yeah it just it it kind of got out of hand um where now it's like six stacked on each other and like so I went on um holiday or vacation for like three weeks and then the first week I'm back I wrestled and I put those lashes on and I could not see for ages it it, they're heavy yeah and I've had um them ripped off in matches before um so they're a bit of a hindrance sometimes but they kind of bring the, the whole look together once I put the lash on and the lip they're the last two things that I do and that's when I know like I'm in the zone completely absolutely you need a good eyelash or sex oh, yeah. I, I totally understand <laughs> it brings a look together like eyeliner and a, and a winged lash and I mean that's kind of why the eyeliner became so big like it started off pretty like deep like tame and like casual like the eyeliner mm-hmm. but the bigger the lashes got the bigger the liner got just because of the placement I just couldn't physically get them on my actual eyelashes <laughs> oh my god yeah no kidding Ush, mad respect <laughs> because just you know when I go out with the girls or whatever I'm doing or you know I do theater a little bit so always have to wear something that's gonna pop mm-hmm. on stage but honey six is a lot <laughs> oh, yeah but you're on, you get used to it you get used to it. I would imagine, like most things, you get used to it, and uh, you know you've really honed in on that. I just love seeing what you're gonna wear, <laughs> what you're gonna come oh, out with you. next. So, well, hopefully, when you when this gear's finished and you get to see that, you'll understand why it's taken so long today, but why it'll be worth it. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> gear is one of my favorite things. I just think, you know, it makes such a statement about who you are, you know, as a person, as a and as a performer. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I always look forward to when uh, they come out with something new, right? And I'm like, oh yeah. wow, look what they chose. Well, what does it mean? That was always my. That's always my favorite part about wrestling. Apart from the actual wrestling side of it, it's always mm-hmm. been the gear. Like the people that I looked up to the most had like the had the most incredible gear and just the progression from where my gear has been from when I first started it just being basic black tights to now being like a full-on Victorian inspired drag queen dress it's um it's completely changed and the evolution's been a bit mental 
Yeah, I can imagine. Well, it's so much fun, too, I would imagine, to create that for yourself and to work with someone to design it. And you get to really yeah. put your, your – it's you. It's 100% you. And it's like, this is the statement I want to make, and here are the colors. And do you have any, like, inspiration from wrestlers? You said that you – you the people that you look like you liked had some of the best gear. Who were some of those inspirations for you? Um, I always, always loved um, Rey Mysterio's gear. Mm. always changed Shawn Michaels is an incredible inspiration anyway but his gear was always amazing sure um, Trish Stratus as well a lot of a lot of the women influenced my style in general even throughout like the rest like wrestling I used to mm-hmm. watch a lot of women's wrestling when I first started um but yeah a lot of their gear kind of inspired um where Versage came from really that's awesome. So how long have you been in the professional wrestling business? Um, so this year would mark, in December, it'll be four years. So what was your sort of, I'd say, what was it about wrestling that captivated you the most and said, yeah, you know what, like, I, I want to do this. What was that thing that inspired you? So I, I would always watch wrestling when I was younger. And then I went through, I did a little bit of everything. Like I did theater, I went to drama school, I did mm-hmm. dance, um, I did like public speaking and community work. And I think just wrestling was the perfect combination of everything that I'd ever done. Mm. It was like everything that I'd trained for since I was younger um, has led me to wrestle. So wrestling was never... I'd always loved it, but it was never a a, a career goal for me um, mm-hmm. when I was younger. Just because of how I perceived the environment to be, I thought it was very hyper-masculine and very, um, I don't know, guarded by very, like, strict heterosexual males. So it sure. was something that I enjoyed watching, but it was never something that I thought I could do. And then going from, like, theatre and dance and everything else in the community where I did it kind of once I did start wrestling it was like everything I trained myself into was actually the best training crash course I could have done for wrestling isn't that crazy how the stuff that you did sort of set you up for that even though you weren't planning on doing that (laughs) honestly like I I would never expected how like um all the stuff that I've done in the past has helped me become the wrestler I am today yeah It's wild to think about how your life kind of sets you up for what you're going to do without you really knowing it sometimes. It's very strange, but that's the wonder and beauty of of living life. You just never quite know. And and it just kind of falls into place sometimes, you know, and I think that that's really, really cool. But where did the name Visage come from? What was your inspiration to create this, this wrestling persona for yourself? Yeah. Uh, Well, it's all, it's kind of come from three things. So um, when we were at drama, when I was at drama school, one of my um, classes was improvised theatre, mm-hmm. um, and I always had this one character that I always went to, and it always got a really good like reaction. Um, and his name was Victor for some reason. Um, so I've always kind of been attached to the the V's, the names. And then um, from Drag Race, we have Mas- um, Michelle Visage, yes. who I think is one of my favorite char- like favorite kind of characters to be on TV at this at this stage um and then when I debuted my original gimmick 
was um, still Versace, but it was like a supermodel, pretty boy gimmick. And, and then obviously in French, Versage means face. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all kind of worked out to be like face means Versage. So I'm the new face of British wrestling. And then Michelle Versage's Ooh. attitude. And then the character of Victor was kind of the character that Versage was at the beginning. Um, so it just kind of seemed like the perfect fit, really, to be Versage. And it's kind of grown into its own entity at the moment. Yeah, what cool inspiration they pulled those yeah. uh, pulled that from. That's really cool. I love that. And, of course, uh, Michelle, Michelle Visage, wonderful. Uh, yeah, exactly. Very exciting. Yeah, I was like, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw your name. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. <laughs> you know, I was so excited. I'm like, I recognize that right away. Done a lot of work with Defiant. And right now, you are one half of the tag team champions with Benji, right? That is correct. That is correct. My God. Well, first of all, congratulations, because that's recent, right? The 30th. Yeah, Yeah, literally the end of last month. Yeah, my God. Well, how was it to become defiant tag team champions in that match? It was incredible. It's been something that we've been working hard for, and... um, especially for it to have happened during Pride Month, mm-hmm. um, to end Pride Month winning the belt and becoming the first openly LGBT member off the roster, roster um, winning a title and holding a title that's, you know, it's important, I think, especially for, like, the fans and for people that are getting into wrestling now and especially in Pride Month with everything happening. So... It's incredibly important and also on a personal level to have um, the trust to hold that championship and go forward and carry a division is amazing to have that from um, the people that run the show. Yeah, that must have felt so cool. Capping off Pride Month, you're winning the tag belts and you get that that confidence, that vote of confidence. That's got to feel good, right? I mean, in any profession, when the people who are in charge put their faith in you, it just mm-hmm. has to give you that boost in your confidence and, and in your abilities. And that's that's so great. And I was so excited to see that you won those. And um, yeah, the tag division in Defiant is super fun. I really like watching all of the stuff that they put out. Yeah, like tag wrestling is one of my favorite kinds of wrestling. I think you can do so much more exciting storytelling from mm-hmm. um, tag wrestling. And I think that comes from the love that my trainer, my main trainer, um, has always had for it. It's always been something that we always go over at the school. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of become my love for it. And I just, I think you can just tell such a different story and have such a different dynamic in tag wrestling that it's some of the best wrestling in the world. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Tag wrestling is one of my favorite things as a fan to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since I was little, I really loved tag team wrestling, and I still do to this day. And I, I'm always pushing for, like, let's have tag teams main event a pay-per-view, for God's sake. Yeah. It's so much fun. And you're right. It, it, just from my perspective, is different from yours, obviously, because you're the performer. But I'm watching it, and there's so much more you can do with the four individuals in the ring. That's what I think is so special. And sometimes it's more than four. Sometimes it's six. You know, it could be anything in terms of what type of match is going to be with tag teams. But there's a lot of story happening there. There's so yeah. many different wrestlers and different personas and the way they interact together. And the story that's being told is so very special. Honestly, it's, uh, it's if I have time to, like, watch wrestling, um, 
it'll be something that I put on. It's either women's wrestling or tag tag wrestling. I love that. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I'm either watching that or I'm watching something from New Japan so I can see some tournaments. You know, it's yeah. just it's enjoyable to see. Um, mm-hmm. who who's your favorite tag team right now that you like to watch? Uh, the revival. I think they're yeah. an absolutely incredible tag team. Uh, and wherever they go, if they stay with like WWE or if they move on, like I'll follow their careers because I think they're just they've brought something different to rest tag wrestling over the last couple of years especially with, mm-hmm. like their nxt run and what they're doing on, at wwe when they get the chance to like they're so innovative um mm. that watching them just they've never had i've never seen them have a bad match yeah i feel the same way they're one of the best tag teams in the world what about absolutely the, what about the ladies for you who are you really into watching right now uh right now I think you've got to, I think everyone has to be in awe of Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. I think what she's done with women's wrestling is incredible because she's made people care about it. And that's the, that's the difference. Like it doesn't matter how incredible any wrestler is. If you care about the person, that's what, that's the difference maker. So she's made people care about women's wrestling. And she's made people care about her. Um, but I also there's so many incredible rest- women wrestlers. I like. I think Rhea Ripley is fantastic. Oh yeah. Uh, obviously, Tony Storm, Viper, Kaylee Ray, B Priestley, just on like our soil. Um, mm-hmm. soil. Of course, um, yeah. But like Jordan Grace, there's just so many incredible female wrestlers out there, and it's a sh- it's a shame that it's taken so long for everyone else to get on board with that. Yes. Realize. I know it. It, it is a shame. And it's taken so long. And while I feel there is progress, you know, there's things moving forward. The first time in a in a company that traditionally hasn't really pushed their women, main evented mania. I mean, that's a big deal. That's an incredible yeah. deal. Like, and incredible that's so deal. Exciting. And yeah. I was watching I was watching an interview today, and with Becky Lynch, and she she said like she wanted it to not just be a PR stunt with women main event in WrestleMania because right. it could have easily been turned into that. She wanted people to care, and I think her, Charlotte, and Ronda made that pe- made people care. It was it was personal, and that's that's how why they're so good at their jobs because they know how to tell a story. Yeah, it is very, and I I totally agree with you, and I feel like within the indie scene as well, we're seeing a lot of progress and push for women's wrestling, for intergender wrestling, for just wrestling in general, I feel like mm-hmm. has been happening a lot in the indie scenes for a very long time. Oh yes. So, and I find that I find it hard when I see things like, Oh, well, they're just hopping on the train. Mm-mm, they've been on the train for mm-hmm. a very long time. I feel like as a fan, I've seen it and, and I see even more progress now, but I wanted to speak to you about how you felt about it. You know, it seems to us fans that, you know, opportunities are rising. It's becoming more and more diverse. It seems like that to us, but in from your perspective, does it feel that way for you? Or do you feel like, you know, there's a lot still left to do? For, for me personally, I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I'm, I get given. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like from the personality and the gimmick, it's, well, it's not even a gimmick for me. It really is me times 100. Um, <laughs> right. So for how people 
perceive my personality and the training that I've been given and the opportunities that have been handed to me. I've had a fantastic experience in, in British wrestling. Great. Now, I know that that's not the same for every single person that has is a, a woman or LGBT or anything that's not the, the norm. Um, it's not everyone's story. So I do feel like there are, there are still places that we can improve on. And it's not just um, a gimmick for companies to make money off. So, for example, with June being LGBT, like Pride Month, mm-hmm. you, do, you do get a lot of like extra bookings throughout Pride uh, or throughout June. Um, and that shouldn't always be the case. That shouldn't just be the case because it's Pride Month. So we'll, we'll bring in every LGBT wrestler. Does that make like... Yeah, sense? I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, it shouldn't just be because it's the month that we celebrate Pride. We should yeah. be celebrating Pride throughout the year, right? So exactly. I think, you know, it's something that, from our perspective as fans, that we want to see more than just once <laughs> during a one month of the year. want to see exactly. that represented more and more. And as someone who is open and part of the LGBT community, you know, that must be you know, in a way to see it a little frustrating, but also, you know, something that you want to push for as well. Yeah. And I think the, the beauty of it now is, um, the people that are doing LGBT gimmicks, Mm -hmm. that it's not gimmicks anymore. So a lot of people that do are LGBT are portraying those LGBT characters. And that's the biggest step I think we've had because before and throughout history, if there's been a, a queer wrestler um, or a queer wrestling gimmick, it's been portrayed by a heterosexual. Right. And that's the biggest step forward I personally think that's happened is that that's kind of, it's been pushed aside because it's had to because people are smarter now. The fans deserve and want people to be true to themselves. And they're the people that get more successful and they're the people that fans attach to because... When I, um, there was about like a year ago when I really completely embraced um, the absolute queerness of what Versace could be. And Mm -hmm. it it blew up. Like crowds interacted more, crowds enjoyed it more. They, They enjoyed me more and the matches and we had the actual connection because people knew I was being 100% true to myself yeah and it made my career go to the next level I mean I'm still not on every single show which I'd love to be but it's it's a stepping point but I think having on the other side of that having that that queerness to me has made me work harder um, and it's made me want to prove myself to people harder. And I think in the long run, that's been an absolute positive thing to me, for me to have mm-hmm. done. Um, mm-hmm. But it shouldn't have had to have been. Does that make sense? It does make complete sense. But I do like that I get to see more positivity when it comes to the LGBT community. I like that. I want more yeah. of that. And, you know, your point to being, you know, you and being real People connect with that. We're we're just humans. We want to see people being themselves. Turned up, that dial, you're exactly right. Turned up to 100. We want to see that. We relate to that as people. Because you can tell when someone's being fake and not really 
being happy, you know, not embracing yeah. what they want or what they really want to do or really want to be and portray. And that's mm-hmm. the that's the thing I love about you and other wrestlers like Sunny Kiss, for example, and Sonia Deville even. There's yeah. things that they're now it's just recognized. And that's something I like. And I want that to continue just as a fan personally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I think the fans are demanding it more as well. Like the fans aren't giving companies much choice but to book their favourite wrestlers now. And it's not... And also, on a wrestling side, as a worker, we have the option of of not, like, listening or having to deal with uh, bigotry or homophobia. I mean, when I remember my first year in the... Um, in the industry, I got... Because we have a lot of holiday camp um, shows over mm-hmm. in England it's like one of the tradi- like it's what it's like a main point that you go through in your in your career if you've worked holiday camps then that's like a big checklist does that make sense yes so I mean I remember my first year I was offered a, a holiday show like a camp show um and the first the first um thing the booker actually said to me before even asking my name was um oh don't do any of that gay and then a word that I won't <gasps> say over it and it literally like without it didn't even like didn't even say hello none of my not my name literally just from the look of me and it, I, at that point I wasn't doing makeup or or any of the the queerness that it's grown into so mm-hmm. like and I just took it because it, it was I was a year in and it was a big a big opportunity as I thought then of doing like camp shows because you always hear about how amazing they are to get onto. Um, because they run throughout the whole year, so it's good. It's a good earner for you. Um, but yeah, that left me like was literally a sour taste because I'd, I'd literally I'd driven I drove four hours to this um, show, got there and we were on first, and that's the first thing they said to me. And I remember texting the person that got me the booking, um, and I said, never ever offer me that show again because I will oh never work for them. I can't believe that. I mean, I can believe it, sadly and unfortunately, but that has to be so difficult when when mm-hmm. you're spoken to in such a way. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it was four. It was almost four years ago. So, well, three years ago. So, I mean, a lot has changed since then, and mm-hmm. that company's gone through a lot of. Um, they've lost a lot of sponsors and stuff because all of this has been found not found out but people are just not taking that stuff anymore taking that kind of tone anymore from that person so it's that company's I mean it's still around but it's not um it's not something that you really care for much anymore because there's there's bigger companies and companies that are more accepted and and fans understand that now yeah, and that's that's what I think is so great. That's the positive thing to see is that there's places and more opportunities, I feel like, than ever where you can just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to go to this company because they're <laughs> going to treat me with more respect and that's great yeah. and I'm, that's what I'm going to do, you know? And that's yeah. really nice to see uh, and, and for you, I'm sure, to experience. So another thing I wanted to ask you about was Mr. Jack Sex Smith. Now, yeah. you were in Tuck Shop together. Yeah, that's correct. So, I know he had to leave and retire mm-hmm. due to his yeah. injuries. But can you speak a little bit about your experience with him and working with him? Yeah, Jack is uh, incredible for what he was able to achieve in the time that he wrestled. Um, 
and so incredible for so many of other people um because leading on from the story that i've just told if you think like progress is probably one of the biggest wrestling companies in the world and in britain mm-hmm. um, especially in britain so for that top company to highlight jack made smaller companies realize what they had to offer to audiences and mm-hmm. what was and what wasn't acceptable um and that's not just progress management that's that's going on jack for being so um open and, and brave to put himself out there like that and do that for a lot of people um and i'm sure he wasn't even thinking about it when he was um when he was doing it or not to take that away from me he was thinking about it but he probably wasn't thinking about the effect that that could have on the industry um but seeing such a big company work with jack and promote jack in all of the glory that he was promoted in um opened the eyes of bookers and for workers out there especially like for myself to see that actually it can be celebrated and you can be one of the top guys in that company um so Jack will always be, I think, a, a key member to British wrestling um, mm-hmm. because of what he had changed, really. Like, he brought an eye to the LGBT plus community in a way that not many people had done um, since, in an authentic way as well. Again, it wasn't just um, a heterosexual play in a character. Yeah. Really being true. Yeah, it was a true like portrayal of a person. And that's what got him recognised. And he got the fans behind him. And that's what grew him to be such a successful person as he is today. And then when I got the chance to work with him at Defiant, um, it was an honour, really. And I think this year, we had, me and Jack had a joke that this year was kind of the year where so many promoters came up to us and were like, we've got this really original story. Um and we could guess before they would even say that they were going to put us together. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was just, I don't know, it's just this this year, something just clicked where I think most promoters thought we're either going to put me and Jack against each other or me and Jack with each other. So um, it kind of became like a running joke with us too that we knew what we would be doing um, once someone said they had an original idea for us. Yeah. Oh, and it was so special. It was special to see your stuff together. And I'm sure, you know, it, it was hard for you as well to to watch him have to go. But, you know, what a special thing you have to, to look back on and, and still share with him now as you move forward as, you know, being who you are. And, and what a testament uh, he left for that in the wrestling world, you know, f- from being a performer side. And who knows what he holds in his future. But exactly. I know. Um... He's definitely going to stay in the in the the business, whether that's through like commentating or mm-hmm. even managing or being backstage producing. So I think it's he'll still always be a part of it, and he'll be a more important part, maybe even because he'll be able to watch other people work and give them advice. So actually, selfishly as well, it works out better in the long run because he gets to impart his wisdom on other people for them to grow. That's that's so special. What more can he ask for? <laughs> you yeah. know, you get to learn from from one of the most incredible people um, in the business. So why not? Yeah. I think that's great. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. So for you, what is your goal 
or what are your goals? Where is Visage in two years or in five? It's hard. It's hard to think because with how much we've grown as a as an industry over the last three to four years, it's kind of hard to see where we'll be in two years or five years. Like because at the moment, as much as the LGBT community is celebrated in wrestling, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what that would be like on a in a bigger company. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, obviously we've got. Sonya Deville representing massively in the WWE and then we've yep. got like Sonny Kiss and Nala Rose at AEW um, so and that's just now so in two to three years who knows there might be a, a space for a, a six foot one wrestling drag queen at WWE <laughs> um, but that I mean that's the goal I just want to wrestle full time um, that's mm-hmm. a short term goal at the moment because I'm wrestling most weekends um but I would like to make it a full-time thing where it's my sole focus so that's a short-term goal for me at the moment for the next year mm-hmm. um but in in three to four I'd love to be signed um to any big promotion in the world wrestling and having eyes on not just me but the the community that I represent yeah I think that's really special and how fun for you (laughs) and fun for the viewers to have that representation in a big loud beautiful full attitude way (laughs) exactly I think the 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 end goal is like I love wrestling and it's it's something that I want to do for the rest of my life if I can be a part of it I will be a part of it Mm -hmm. um there's just that one little bit of me where I went to university and drama school for um theater in the community so that's always been a big aspect of what I want to do as well. So if I can use wrestling to to give back to the community in any way, I would. That's what I want to do. So even if me putting on a wig and tucking and put it cake in my face in a load of makeup and going out there wrestling is helping some little girl or boy or non-binary child out there, then hey, that's the best thing that I can do for them. So even if it's not, even if I don't make it to WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor or Impact, if I can help some child or anyone out there that makes their life a little bit easier, then that's kind of the best payoff, really. Oh, I love that. I love that answer. I just, I I adore you. This conversation (laughs) has made me Love you even more than I did already. Um, What a pleasure it has been to speak with you. Thank you so very much for giving me your time. If you wouldn't mind, would you please tell the Queen's Courtiers listeners where they can find the Queen of Queens? (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, So on all platforms, all social media platforms, uh, it's at Visage Wrestler. Wrestler. It's a bit of a tongue twister. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I will link them. Just in case. Lovely. <laughs> but we love a good tongue twister. That's okay. But again, thank you so much for your time. It was absolutely so much fun to talk with you. And hopefully I'll, you know, I'll see you around. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I'll try and get over over to America and you can watch. <laughs> I would love that. Or I'll come to the UK. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> the doors are always open, Flower, so you can come and stay whenever you want. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> Thank you for talking to me.
Oh my gosh, anytime at all. 